Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to DA Rockstars. I am your host, Rhonda Holman. I've been a dental assistant for almost 20 years, and I've learned a thing or two along the way. Here's what I know. This podcast is for you, average dental assistant who wants to up their game to rockstar status. We are banding together to do better and be better, so get ready to catch some pearls. Okay, guys, this week on DA Rockstars, I really think we need to talk about indentulous patients. Um, I don't know if a lot of you guys have worked with patients that had full mouth extractions and immediate placed, but I think there's some key elements that we need to cover in order to help these people transition from teeth to prosthetics. It is a huge emotional journey for these patients, and I want to make sure that you set their expectations up properly what to expect, how they're going to feel, and most importantly, how to reach out when they're having a hard time adapting. Okay, let's set the scene, shall we? You have a new patient come into the office, and you do an exam, and the doctor diagnoses the eight teeth that they have are no longer salvageable because of bone loss and periodontal disease and that they would be better suited with full mouth dentures, okay? Not a very unheard of diagnosis, right? I mean, we all deal with this at some stage in a general dentistry practice. I know, you know, if you're a dental assistant that actually works in a prosthodontic office, you probably deal with this more. Uh, And there's several different options, right? So there's just the traditional removable dentures, or you have the implant retained dentures, or you, you know, say they have some canines that are still pretty decent, like bone wise, and they can do partials. <laughs> but what the scenario that we're going to do, because I think it's the most important, is the one with eight teeth that literally, if you blow on them, they will wiggle. There, there's no attachment whatsoever into the bone. And you, A, you start with providing the patient the information about how it's going to benefit their health how it's going to make them feel better because they've got all this infection around their teeth. And, you know, it's kind of like the whole, I'm sure you guys have seen it, where they talk about gum disease and how if you could see it on the palm of your hand, the amount of infection in your mouth would be equivalent to a a palm-sized sore. Now, if you walked around with a sore on your hand that encased the entire palm, wouldn't that concern you? A lot of this is happening in your mouth, even though you can't see it or, you know, especially with perio guys, it's really, really hard because it is a painless disease, right? It doesn't hurt. It might be inconvenient when you chew and that might be the one, you know, that broke the camel's back and made you go to the dentist in the first place because every time you chewed it hurt, right? But these guys may be attached to these eight teeth. So over their their years, right? They've gotten accustomed to having a tooth that hurts or getting it removed, you know, one at a time, maybe two at a time. 
And eventually they get to this place where, you know, there's just the bone loss is too bad, right? They need to be prepared, prepared mentally. They need to be told, hey, this is the best option for you. Regardless of what prosthodontic you decide to go with, whether it's implant retained or traditional, your body needs to have these teeth taken out. They're like the thorns in the tiger's paw. Is it a tiger? <laughs> lion? It might be a lion. It's probably a lion. Anywho, you guys know what I mean, right? I want you to address the health concerns first, first and foremost. Then you can jump on to aesthetics. Oh, you know, once we get you in a new set of teeth, you are going to want to smile so much. Like, I'm sure you've been covering your smile or closing your lips every time someone takes a picture for years. Like, you don't have to deal with that anymore. Like, you can, you can be proud and you even get to pick the teeth shape and color. Like, you are a part of this process. This gives them the ability to start to... Start to um, appreciate and understand and invest emotionally in the prosthodontics that are coming their way, right? So you highlight the good as far as aesthetics. You get to pick your smile or we can even, you bring a photo of when you were 20 and you had all your teeth and we can try and replicate that smile. Wouldn't you like that? Of course they'd like that, right? So that takes them out of that separation anxiety from the teeth that they have to, okay, well, I'm ready. Not only A, have you described to me how I'm going to feel better overall health-wise, B, I'm ready because I want that smile back. So these are emotional landmarks that are crucial so that they are prepared to get these teeth removed and provisionals put in as far as immediates or, you know, just getting ready for that implant denture. Okay, so here we are. We're moving on. So we've covered... Uh, the health aspect, we've covered covered the aesthetics. Now, of course, we have to cover the finances. It is a huge investment, especially if they don't have insurance um, to have these teeth replaced. And a good go-to for me is talking about how much one single implant and crown cost. So when you present that number of the extractions, the alveoplasty, uh, bone preservation in case they want to just go to a regular uh, denture and then, you know, maybe possibly down the road, go to an implant retained denture. You can show them in contrast to they're going to see this number and be like, oh, that's a lot of money to have these eight teeth pulled and that uh, procedure completed and then the immediates. And then in a year, I have to buy a new set of teeth. These are big numbers, but you also, you know, tell them, this is whatever your state is, whatever your region um, average price of an implant and crown is, and say you were to replace every single tooth in their head if it was an option, how that price would look compared to the extractions, alveoplasty, bone preservation, and immediate dentures along with the second set in a year. So that's the cost, right? Because that's another hurdle. People think about three things usually, right? When they go to the dentist, they think about comfort, they think about cost, and then here's the kicker. They think about the convenience, if you will. It's not convenient to get dentures. Uh, if you guys have ever delivered any immediates, you understand that within the first 24 hours you have shape change, 48, you know, a week, two weeks, it's, it's a constant thing where you're trying to find the sore spots. 
Um, so you just have to make sure that you set their expectations up properly and understand that we are going to get to know each other pretty well. And so you, what is it? Uh, you uh, over predict, under deliver? No, that's not right. You set the expectations high to over deliver? No, that's not it either. You over promise on no. You under under promise over deliver. That's the one. <laughs> I knew it was in there. Under promise over deliver, right? But make sure that they're prepared for this change. Here's the deal. When you go into a set of dentures, from my experience, it is almost like losing a limb. It is challenging. It is you have to you have to be in the right emotional place to handle something this big. Even if they only have eight teeth, it is still a huge adjustment for having these giant things of plastic and acrylic in your mouth, right? And, uh, you know, when they first get them, they're all numb because they've had their teeth extracted and the alveoplasty and bone preservation and whatever have you completed. And that first 24 hours, that's really tough on them. So here's what I tell them. Do you know anyone that has had dentures or partials? And they'll think back in their memory and, you know, my mom and dad had them or my best friend, Bobby, she got them last year. What I tell them is reach out to them. You know, you don't have to disclose what you're going to do if you're concerned about people having opinions about your oral health or whatever, whatnot. Um, Just say, hey, what was it like? Uh, What was the process like? You know, kind of give them a buddy system, if you will, so that, that they can have someone close to them. Um, describe to them kind of what to expect. Not only that, but you also have to make sure that they are prepared for the changes, right? <laughs> I, I think the number, but the two top complaints I get when someone goes into full mouth dentures is these just, they feel giant, right? They feel huge in their mouth. And two, the salivary flow, <laughs> Here's what I I try to tell them this. Your body doesn't know it's a replacement part, right? Your body thinks it's food. You put something in your mouth, what does your body do? It sends saliva in to try and start digesting whatever is in your mouth. And there is a period of time where it takes for your body to understand that these are these are replacement parts, right? These these aren't food. So just kind of power through. And you know, if you're a girl, you get it. It's like getting your ears pierced. And, you know, the first couple of weeks, it's so challenging because you can't take them out, right? But you have to sleep. And if you're a side sleeper, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's just you're, you're waking up constantly to turn and you're laying on the other ear. And you just, you have to understand that these, these people are, um, I don't suggest that you sleep in them other than the first 24 hours just to help with swelling. But you know what I mean? Like just adapting to something new. You can use lots of analogies for that. Uh, flip-flops, <laughs> having that little thing in between your big toe and your second toe, or toe rings. Um, it's it's actually easier to talk to women <laughs> about adapting to the new uh, prosthesis than it is men, I think. Um, there's a lot of things that you can find with men with wedding rings, um, certain things that they've worn over the years, that they've just gotten, they've their body's adapted to it. So just make sure that they are prepared to go through this process of adapting to it. And understand that if they feel loss, you be there for them. <laughs> Hold their hand. Tell them you understand. Give them some feedback as far as, you know, 
this, there's a lot of people that have to go into full mouth dentures and it doesn't matter your age. It is okay. Like we understand that it's going to be, you know, it's a tricky part, but if you power through promise you, I promise you that you will adapt and you will want to wear them. Okay. At first you won't want to wear them most of the time, unless that aesthetics concern is higher than the comfort. Um, as far as getting used to having something in your mouth, if they're more concerned about the way that their smile looks now, a lot of times that'll override it, right? So it's kind of like if you have an injury in your body, right? Say (laughs) you have an ankle that's bad and it rolls all the time, right? But if you break another part of your body, say a finger, the finger's going to hurt more and you're not even going to think about your ankle. So it's the same kind of mentality, uh, the way that the mind is able to play tricks on you if something outweighs another thing. So I just, I hope these tips help. I hope that you are prepared and just know that as a dental assistant, you get to spend a lot of time with these patients between the comprehensive exam and diagnosis and to the uh, immediate uh, impressions, the the preliminary impressions, right? You're going to make custom trays, probably wax rims, you know, whatever have you. You're there with them when they have the teeth removed, unless they go to an oral surgeon. You're there for the next couple of appointments as you're adjusting, doing soft liners, and then eventually, you know, once everything's molded, then you'll go into their forever denture teeth. And, you know, it's always changing. Like a lot of people, a lot of dental assistants out there work with doctors that do the implant retain bridges. And, you know, there's even more steps to that. You just, you get to be their cheerleader. You get to be there holding their hand, as they go through this, and you know, I'm not even sure, but I bet there's a Facebook group out there for people that are going indentless, you know, for support. Because um, I think that's what they really need. They just, they need to know what they're getting into. You need to be there to support them emotionally and give them as much information as possible so that they can, they can adapt to it. They can prepare because it's a huge It's a huge deal, guys. We may not understand it because we have all of our teeth or we'll never, you know, some of us do have a little bit of humble pie. Say there's a sports injury and you have to wear flipper for X amount of time when, you know, you're a teenager or whatnot. And you understand what it's like to have even just a little bit of plastic in your mouth. But uh, for the majority of us, we we don't know. We've never been there. We, We have no clue what to expect. All you can do is go through your experience and um, pull out those pearls, the stuff that's going to help them adapt and get prepared and ready to go. Okay, guys, before I close out this episode about dentures, I really want to share with you one of my stories that I think um, can help you emphasize hygiene portion of the indentulous patient's experience. I had a patient several years ago who was kind of timid. She was really concerned about her husband's opinion of getting dentures placed. Okay, so what this woman did is once we took out the teeth and put her in the medians, she did not remove the teeth. She was so mortified of the idea of her husband seeing her without teeth that she left the dentures in. So she came in, we did a post-op check, And we had to emphasize, hey, you've got a yeast infection in here. We need to make sure that you take these dentures out. Let those gums breathe. 
not bleed, <laughs> breathe, and uh, you know, proper care, warm salt water rinses, just making sure that everything's clean in a hygienic environment so that you can heal properly. Okay, so we did this several times and she still did not take the teeth out ever. This poor woman ended up in the ER on IV antibiotics. The infections in her mouth from the extraction sites that weren't healing got so severe that she was deathly ill because of it. So I don't want you guys to have to scare your patients by using my story, but I just want you to be prepared that there are going to be some out there, like situations like this, there's going to be multiples, but there's, there's going to be some patients out there that are so embarrassed by the fact that they have dentures uh, for some reason, emotionally, they're not able to adapt to the idea that there's care and maintenance attached to having these put in. So just emphasize hygiene, post-op instructions, nail them down, make sure that patient hears you so that they, they can heal properly and have a good journey. So that's my pearls for uh, for today. I hope you guys were able to take some good stuff away, implement it tomorrow in your office. As always, if you ever have any pearls that you want to share of your own or you want to reach out to me, DA Rockstars has a Facebook page. You can like it. You can message me. I'll get back to you. Um, Julie Varney, she's out there. Dental Assistance Worldwide Group is out there. There's lots of assistants that know some of the stuff that I know as far as we've all kind of been through these things. You can reach out to us. Pick our brains so that you can be a better version of yourself tomorrow than you were today. But until next time, keep on suctioning.